It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'll be with you in a minute because I'm pairing my coffee mug to my phone via Bluetooth. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. This is where tech goes too far, I think. This is this is the show where we talk about computers, the internet, home theater, digital photography. We got smartphones. We got smartwatches. We got coffee mugs that pair via Bluetooth to your phone so that you can then... What? I don't know what. Turn them up? Make sure your mug is in pair mode. Oh, I got to turn it off and then turn it on. and That's ridiculous. <laughs> 8888 Ask Leo. Anything with a chip in it. Even, yes, a coffee mug that you have to pair to your phone so you can heat it up. You know, one little tip I might give you guys. Don't fill it with coffee before you try to pair it because the button is on the bottom of the mug. <laughs> so it's quite the balancing act. Ah, but the coffee is delicious. 888-827-5536. Toll free from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. We have to review. I, we, the royal we. I have to review a lot of silly things, but also some fun things. Sometimes reviewers get it wrong. I get it wrong. Everybody gets it wrong from time to time. But I'm really kind of amazed at how wrong the viewers, the reviewers, got it on the... um, on the new Google phone, the Pixel phone. Because I've been using, um, I got my uh, Pixel phone uh, more than a week ago, my Pixel 2 XL. That's the one everybody was saying, oh, the screen is terrible. And and then uh, and then the Pixel headphones that are designed to go with it came out, and I got mine yesterday. And, oh, man, did I see bad reviews for these headphones. Man, these, these are terrible. So, But I like to start with an open mind, partly because I buy these with my own money. I think that's one thing that I th- I know not I know most reviewers you know they no they're not gonna their bosses aren't gonna pay for them to to buy the stuff not when the companies will give it to you for free but that's a problem in a couple of ways one you often get pre-production devices because the companies want the review to come out you know a day or two before the device comes out the device comes out on a Friday as this phone did the reviews will come out on a Wednesday. Same thing with the iPhone 10, right? In fact, Apple really manipulated the uh, the game when the iPhone 10 came out. They gave one reviewer, they gave, uh, I think, two or three, maybe four reviewers phones a week ahead of time. Only four. They gave one reviewer the right to publish his review a day earlier than all the rest. That's a big reward, by the way. That's millions of hits on his article, Stephen Levy in Wired Magazine, that the others... You know, we'll be playing catch up on. So that's like giving you money. Frankly, that's better than money. Uh, 
And I, you know, most reviewers, including Stephen, who I know and is a is a talented guy, has been around for a long time, have rules of conduct that prohibit them from accepting free stuff from the companies they're reviewing. That's how it should be, right? And uh, you know, I just I went just went through the ethics training that uh, that uh, the radio station has me go through every year, and that's one of the things it says it could be a uh, it could be cash, it could be a dinner, it could be a trip, it could be a variety. It doesn't have to be money. What's a better reward than giving a reviewer a day advance of everybody else to review it? Then and and then of course if if it's the hot phone like the iPhone 10, then the reviewers have. You know, four magic reviewers have a week. The rest, and I include myself because I don't do this, got a day and had to publish their review. If they wanted to be competitive after one day, you can't do a good review of a phone, especially a phone this complicated and different. You know, the iPhone 10 was very new. They only had a day to play with it. And Apple, I think that's a manipulation, a clever manipulation, because what can a reviewer focus on in 24 hours? Well, the new stuff. You know, the new user interface, the screen. They focused on the good stuff. They didn't have time to say, well, is the battery life any good? Well, I can't tell in a day. Does the screen have burn-in or other problems? Well, you won't know for weeks. So that's a, I think that's a disservice that companies do to us, the buyers, by manipulating the reviewers. Same thing happened with the Pixel Buds. People, these blogs, these tech blogs are in such a tight competition to be the first to review something that, that you know, they all uh, got their Pixel Buds in the last few days. They had all had reviews up in a few days. And as a result, some silly things got through. And I'm sure <laughs> Google's not too happy about it. <laughs> One thing uh, that got through is, oh, these are so hard to pair. See, the idea of the Pixel Buds, these are kind of like uh, Google's version of the... Um, Apple's AirPods, they're Bluetooth headphones. They're a little different because they have a wire connecting them, which actually I don't mind. But they do many of the same things the AirPods do. First of all, they pair wirelessly. And now with these phones that don't have headphone jacks, come on, guys. You can't, you know, you can't have wired headphones, so they have to be Bluetooth. They also, uh, you know, allow you to use Google Assistant. In fact, it's kind of cool if you've paired it to, uh, I'm not sure, not all phones do this. For sure, the uh, the Google Pixels do it, the new Pixel 2s. Uh, if you pair it to the Google Assistant, then when you, a notification comes in, you can tap your right ear, and it'll tell you in your ear, oh, you just got a text from, well, it doesn't sound like that. You just got a text from your wife. Would you like me to read it? And you tap it again. It's okay, and it reads it to you. If you'd like to reply, press and hold and dictate it to me. And that is really, I think that's really cool. You know, we're getting closer to that. Did you ever see the movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Was it, it was her, right? Scarlett Johansson is a little uh, artificial intelligence in his ear that he's talking to and falls in love with eventually. I won't tell you how it ends. But as with most love affairs, it's it's heartbreaking at the end. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, I got distracted. So uh, these, these headphones are kind of, you know, more than just music phones. These are sort of an interface, just as Apple's AirPods are, an interface to the smartphone that I find very intriguing. I, I think, feel because we have all these speech assistants these days, this is this is the next step, right? Is the of, of wearables is you'll have something in your ear that can that can talk to you. But people, the reviewers who got it and only had it for a day had all sorts of troubles with pairing it because <laughs> they didn't read the manual. I think 
because <laughs> it, 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 it almost bit me because the, the deal is you have to charge these first to pair them. Well, duh. The case, like the AirPods, the case is a battery. The, when they put the, uh, the, the, buds, the earbuds in the case, they charge. And, uh, and if you keep the case charged, you get five hours of battery life on the earbuds, but the case will have another 24 hours. So, you know, you, when, you, when, when you're done wearing it, you put it in the case and they charge. That's convenient. It's kind of a funny little fabric case, but that's the new thing uh, Google's doing. People didn't like the aesthetics of the case. Well, that's all right. But they complained about pairing. And I know why. Because, and it says this, but it doesn't, maybe it doesn't just say it in big letters. The earbuds inside are covered with a little plastic tape on the charging coils. They're not charged. So you can't pair something that's not charged yet. And it says, remove the tape before charging. But it says it in little letters. And I know exactly what happened. These people, they only have a day. They pulled them up, quick, charge, pair it. And it wouldn't pair, wouldn't pair. And they went crazy and they called Google and Google said, blah, blah, blah. all you got, it worked for me just fine, which is you take the little tape off the, if you read the instructions, you figure this out. Oh, it wasn't maybe as explicit as it should be, but you take the tape off, you put them back in, then you charge them up for 10 minutes. It says 10 minutes so that it has enough charge to pair. And then it just works exactly as the manual said. But everybody read the and read, wrote reviews and said, oh, it's impossible. It doesn't work. There's... I don't think they read the instructions because they because they had to review this in 24 hours. I'll tell you, I read so many negative reviews of this before I got them. I got them yesterday. I thought, well, I'm going to hate these things. And it turns out the sound quality is superb. The pairing is great. It does exactly what they're supposed to. I'm not going to review it today. I'll review it next week. Give me a little more time to play with it. But the but the thing, it, 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 it really, and the same thing happened with the poor Pixel 2 screen. Google's just put out a patch that lets you turn up the color saturation See, it turns out Samsung and Apple's panels, the color saturation is exaggerated. Now it looks exactly like them. No burn-in. Bright colors. Oh! Drives me nuts. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Let's take some calls. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. 8888 Ask Leo The phone number I think this is your song Kim Schaffer Rocking all night long Did you stay up all night answering the phones? No No I did not Come in last night at 5 o'clock Just getting those phone callers ready It was my happy hour Yeah (laughs) I just decided to come and Talk to people all night long Talk to people all night long Like an old nighttime DJ You know that's kind of I always wanted to do the late night, nonstop, all night truck driving show. That's where I wanted to get my start. But by the time I, I got into this business, Nobody there was it. no overnight. <laughs> Nobody does it. It was all automated. It's all automated. <laughs> Nobody does it anymore. Well, you and I, let's pretend the sun's gone down. Mm-hmm. It's about 11 p.m. Do I have late to put on night. a sexy voice? <laughs> yeah. You got to be, what do they What do they call the, the, the night owl? Uh, the ladybird. Well, there was between the sheets. That was one Not owl. that show. We're not going to do that show. The... Unless you have an iPhone between those sheets. <laughs> Actually, a lot of people do. How many people, show of hands, go to bed with their smartphone? Yeah. Mine's right yeah. next to my head. I know. Yep. It's probably causing radiation. Yep. It yep. explains a lot. <laughs> my wife says, are you looking at your girlfriend again? I said, yes, my precious. It's, it's, my... Just, it's just charging there, and it's my alarm. So yeah, well sure. But you wake up in the middle of the night. My problem is with this new iPhone. I, this iPhone 10 I went so crazy about that I I didn't get much sleep for the last week and a half. 
<laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night. Nice. Let me play with my precious. They do tend to grab you. Oh, my precious. <laughs> yeah, after a while, you run out of things to do. I had taken off all the fun stuff because I didn't want to wake up in the middle of the night. So I didn't have Facebook or Twitter or Instagram on there. people in the middle of the night. Yeah, so I put it back on because I had to have something to do in the middle of the night. <laughs> Playing with my precious. So, Kim, who should I uh, start with? Because I see we well, do I have... I know how you love spending people's money. Mm-hmm. And uh, Derek in Merino Valley is looking at a new 65-inch OLED. Oh. Which this might actually be a nice question when Scott comes on as yeah. well. But, well, he's uh, going to be on in about 10 minutes. He might be able to put his input in. Yeah. But... Well, I think I could channel Scott, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> After many years. Yeah. Thanks, Kim. Hi, Derek. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Welcome. How you doing, Leo? Oh. Thanks for taking my call. Listen to that voice. That is, uh, that's, <laughs> man, that's beautiful. You've got a nice voice. You work in the Thank biz? You, sir. No, I don't. I'm just a regular guy. Yeah, with a beautiful voice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what, you should. You should think about it. What, what can I do for you, Derek? Well, Leo, I am upgrading my plasma. I've had it almost 10 years. Oh, isn't that I sad? Love, I love, know. love my plasma. I know. But here's the deal. I've, um, to make things kind of short here, basically, I'm in the sea. I've been reading. I know. I've been watching. I know. You know, and there's a lot, you know, I go into the stores and I talk with the salesmen and everything is just coming me, coming at me all at once. Well, you know what really got, drives me crazy? And I think this is going to be a problem come the Jan, you know, the, the uh, big screen TVs sell best in January, right before the Super Bowl. Don't know why, but they do. And uh, what's going to, what's going to happen is people are going to run into the store. They're not going to have done the research you did, Derek. And they're going to say, oh, there's that QLED screen from Samsung. I've heard that OLEDs are really good and they're going to buy it. And they're going to be very disappointed because it's not an OLED. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's an LCD screen. The Q looks just like an O with a little tiny mark. And it's like Samsung's trying to fool people. It drives me nuts. So what has your research told you? You have, with the plasma, what for years we said is the best possible HDTV. Yeah. Well, I got a Panasonic Viera. That's 42. Beautiful. It's sitting in my living room right now. I don't want to give it up ever. Cause, yeah. Because they don't make them. Nobody makes plasma. Plasma's dead. Right, right. So you but want to replace it with something as good? I want to replace it with something as good, and I'm going OLED. Yes. But I I wanted to hopefully get your opinion as far as pointing me to True North, because I've read a lot about Sony. I've read a lot about LG. I walk into uh, Best Buy, and, you know, I'm just, you know, spinning with all kinds of data. So I was hoping you could help me uh, figure this all out. Well, I can just make it. I'll tell you what I because I did the same thing because I I I, uh, I wanted to get um, a a new TV for my den. I wanted to get 4K HDR because that's the new format, right? Uh, eventually, we're going to see. I mean, I watched last night Atomic Blonde, and Lisa and I were starting to watch it on the plasma in the living room. I said, "Honey, we got to go to the den because that's where the 4K HDR is, and it does look so much better." So let me point okay. you to uh, something that happens every year, which is called the, uh, the, the, the 
20, the, the 2017 Value Electronics TV Shootout. And this is where they, they take some experts, they get them all together. <clears throat> and actually, they've renamed it because it used to be uh, Value Electronics at Long Island uh, Retailer. And now I think uh, it's been kind of taken over. But the winner, and for the last few years running, and the one I ended up buying is the LG. Okay, did you do the E7? The E7 is the top of the line, but here's the secret Scott Wilkinson, our home theater guru, told me. All three LG models, including the, the less expensive B series, have the same screen. The difference is in the extras, like the smart TV features and curved screen and stuff like that. So I opted to get, you know, the E7 one. That's that's what uh, the experts agreed is the, the king of TV, the best uh, HD TV out there. But but you can get the B and save a thousand bucks and get the same screen. You'll just be losing some of the features that I don't really care about, extra, you know, features. So okay. have you looked at the LG? I have. I looked at them side by side, but I'm still in the valley. I mean, it's hard in the in the showroom because, you know, they're not setting it the same way you would at home. Right. But is it true that even though Sony has their TV, LG built it? That I don't know. Uh, and even if that's the case, they would have built it to Sony's specs, which would be different from their TV. So that probably is the case. There's only two companies that I know of, anyway, big ones, that build OLED screens, Samsung and LG. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if Sony got it from one of the two. Okay. So it's probably so, the same panel. Is the Sony much cheaper? The Sony and the LG, I believe, are right around the same cost. Yeah. Um, they're both, I don't know if you want me to put this out on the air. Oh, yeah, I don't care. Sure. I, I, think, I think they're both about 4K. Yeah. Like the TV, four, uh, 4K. $4,000 instead of 4K pixels. Yeah. Right. So right. Uh, even though, see, the problem is so we don't, just as, uh, you know, Samsung built the iPhone X's panel, but to Apple's spec, I don't know how LG might have, you know, changed the spec for Sony. I would get the uh, the LG. It's the one I got for that reason. But I'll tell you what, keep listening because Scott Wilkinson's okay. coming up. He's our home theater guru. In fact, if you don't mind, I'm going to keep you on the line and you could talk to Scott directly. Because the other thing, of course, is the processing what the, 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 the DSP, the microchips inside the TV are doing. And that might make a difference, too. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. This portion of the Tech Guy Show brought to you by the amazing Epson EcoTank printers. Cartridge-free printing with years of ink in the box, you bet. Check it out at Epson.com slash EcoTank. Epson, bump, bump, exceed your vision. Well, we're going to keep Derek on the line because guess who's here? The guru of all that is home theater. Editor over at the AVS Forum, our home theater geek, Scott Wilkinson. Hello, Scott. Hey, Leo. And uh, so you heard Derek's question. He's, 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 I sure did. He's replacing his Panasonic Viera plasma, which uh, was, of course... Such a nice plasma. The best TV for many years. 
Yep. Uh, at the Value Electronics TV shootout. That's no longer Value Electronics. It's now the, the CE Week or something like that. Yeah, they, they've changed their affiliation slightly, but it's still – and they did something other something new this year as well. They Instead of having just everybody in the audience vote, they had professional colorists vote. So they're, are, they're rating it on accuracy of color mostly? Or? Well, right. Color uh, and brightness and contrast and all the normal things that you would rate a TV on. Right. But they are, they are trained – with uh, with you know they were trained to see things that the normal consumers might not see, but the result was the same. LG OLED won. Now you heard as it has for the last several years. You heard Derek's question, which was, uh, is the uh, Sony using the LG panel? Yes, absolutely. And it is. It is. The difference between the Sony and the LG is in the processing, and you you referenced that. You referred to that. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning of your, or somewhere in your in your talking with that guy. Um, the processing is different, and I generally think the Sony processing is better. But for typically a thousand dollars more, is it worth a thousand dollars more? That each person needs to decision they need to make for themselves. Um, in most cases, I would think it probably isn't worth a thousand dollars more, even though it is better. And I actually bought my Sony OLED because you bought I, Sony. I did, Derek. I gave you the wrong. I gave you the wrong steer. Well, it's only. <laughs> it's really, to tell you the truth, it's mostly because I was reviewing it and it's already in my studio and it's really, really good. And I said, okay, I'll just go ahead and buy it. Right. Uh, I would have no trouble buying the LG. Because that's what no. I got. Yeah. No, I would have no trouble at all buying the LG. Okay. Uh, and okay. in fact, LG is offering some pretty killer Black Friday deals. Oh, so you waited uh, to the right time, uh, Derek. Yes. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, they LG themselves sent out a press release uh, saying that at authorized LG authorized dealers, of which there are several, uh, they're selling the 55-inch B7. And you were exactly right about the B7 being the sort of entry level. But they all use the same panel. Every single uh, LG OLED uses the same panel. And the only difference is, as you said, was the feature set. None of them are curved. They're all flat. But uh, there are other you know, features and the industrial design, how the case looks. That's what I meant. Not curved, but just, just what the case looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? I don't care. You could save a thousand bucks by getting the B yeah, instead exactly. of the e. Yeah. Well, and dig this at, at LG's pricing. Uh, they said that um, for Black Friday, they're selling the 55 inch B7 for $14.99. Whoa, Derek, $14.99. That's less than half what wow. you were quoting. And by yeah. the way, Derek said one thing that concerned me a little bit. Your, your Fiera is 47 inches. Hmm. Uh, if you're getting a 4K. It's 42. You're going to want to get bigger than that if you can. Yes. If you can, can fit, fit a 55-inch where, where you want the TV to go? I was actually planning on a 65. Yes, good man. Ah, even better. Even better. Yes. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, even six, if you're only sitting eight feet away, you, uh, yes. you know, that's what I have. We sit eight feet away from a 65-inch, and that's a really nice movie-quality experience, I think. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Now the sixty the sixty five inch B seven is also on sale for Black Friday for twenty two ninety nine down from thirty two ninety nine. That's a thousand dollars off. Yeah. Oh wow. So that sounds yeah. like where where you should go. That's excellent. Now Scott, can I ask you um, for my PS four and my Direct TV box? Uh, is there any, and plus I have an Alexa? Can I do any tricks and uh, tricks and treats with these or? Is, it, is the LG going to be fine to mess with all of them? You're going to want to get – it'll work, but you're going to want to get – I'll answer this one for you, Scott. Because it's like sure, sure. you're in what we call the upgrade cascade. Because <laughs> as soon as you or get a 4K upgrade TV, upgrade all of a sudden you got to upgrade all the other stuff to support 4K if you want to watch 4K video. And that is one thing you might consider is that if you're watching HD video on some of these devices and the TV upscales it to 4K – 
it's not going to look that great. We saw this with right. HD from SD. I mean, it's okay, but the better would be, and you know, to get and it starts with your. This is what happened to me: a 4K receiver, then a 4K Roku, and then a 4K Chromecast, and then a 4K. Finally, Apple TV came out with 4K, 4K Xbox, which is the One S or the new One X, or the yeah. PlayStation 4 Pro, which is 4K. Oh wow! But uh, then, oh by the way, if you have the PlayStation, you don't have a UHD Blu-ray player. You only have a regular. So you need to go out and get a UHD 4K HDR Blu-ray player. <laughs> oh wow! I know Black Friday. I mean, no, you can you can, you can add that stuff in later. You, do you don't have to get it all at once. Yeah, yeah. But okay. so I it will all work, well. and it'll look good, right, Scott? The, 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 oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. The LG, the B seven sixty five for twenty two ninety nine, twenty three hundred bucks is like wow. Okay. That's just, but one that's more a killer deal. If he's getting so he knows we know he's upscaling from HD content. Would the yeah. Sony be better at that? Yes, it would. But I don't know that the Sony is on sale for Black Friday. I, I looked around a lot of Black Friday ads, and I did not see uh, the Sony OLED in any of them. Doesn't mean it wasn't there or that it's not on sale for Black Friday. I just couldn't find it. Yeah. <clears throat> Sony so, often doesn't do big discounts. I know that's true. They, they don't. don't like, they don't like to do that. That is correct. Yeah. Um, although the Sony uh, X900E LCD TV, I did find uh, on the order of 28 to 30% off. Now, that's an LCD TV. It's not an OLED and uh, if you're looking to get an OLED, that's the right thing so, to do, in my opinion. Let's let's tell let's tell Derek get the B. Yep. The B B seven B six. Seven B seven. I have the B six because I bought it a year ago. Right, it was a year earlier. Yeah. What other? We got a minute and a half, so I, I want to get because I know you wanted to talk Black Friday deals. Uh, yes. Let's see. There's this, uh, this is a good time to shop the, the day after Thanksgiving, is, right? This is. Friday. Yeah. I found some great AVRs at Best Buy. Pioneer Elite has the VSX LX102, which is 7.2 channels, Atmos, Dolby Vision compatible, $350, 30% off. Nice. So that's pretty nice. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Klipsch always has lots of lots of uh, speakers on sale, so that's always good. Uh, Blu-ray players, I found the Sony UBP-X800 for 150 bucks. That's half off. That's a Sony at Best Buy. Uh, streaming... Uh, streaming uh, Oh, I wanted to also mention Sony has the PlayStation 4 on sale for uh, 200 bucks. Oh. Uh, now, that's the, the that's one. That's the old one. Because well, no, no, one. Not the well, Pro. PlayStation 4. It's not the Pro, no. So that's the new one is the Pro, yeah. see. Yeah, this is the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, they do, they're do. they also selling the PlayStation VR bundle, which is the PlayStation 4 with the headset. That's kind of cool. Well, yeah. How, how much is that? 300 bucks yeah. off from 450. That's so a pretty 30, good deal. Yeah. 33% off. So yeah. that's pretty good at various retailers. Scott, we're out of time. You can find more, though, at avsforum.com. I'm sure you'll have a big Black Friday uh, list in there. Yeah. Scott Wilkinson, our home theater guru, Derek, go shopping. Leah <laughs> 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 Laporte, the tech guy. More of your calls right after this. Shy guy 14. <laughs> uh, great in our chat room. We have a great chat room going on all the time in the background, I should mention, at irc.twit.tv. IRC.twit.tv. You can use your browser. A bunch of nice people in there. It's family friendly because we have it heavily moderated. Scott's in there right now. In fact, if you want to ask questions of Scott Wilkinson, our uh, home theater guy. But the shy guy said, thank you for the interview of Andy Weir. I, I did want to plug that a little bit. We did that in a, on a podcast. I do a bunch of podcasts during the week because, you know, idle hands uh, make the world go round or something. Uh, the uh, the uh, show is called Triangulation for, reason, for historic reasons nobody really understands because it's just me and an author. In this case, uh, the author of uh, The Martian. I don't know if you saw the movie or read the book, Andy Weir. What a great book. And it made a fabulous movie with Matt Damon, Stranded on Mars. You know, the whole story. If you've not seen the movie, Academy Award nominated. It just was, was really great. But um, he's got a new book about a moon colony called Artemis that I really enjoyed. And I got to talk to Andy Weir. We actually had to do the interview in August because the book came out this week. And Andy said... 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Look, I can only talk to you in August, but you have to hold the interview till now. <laughs> So we did, and the podcast came out yesterday. But if you want to, if you want to listen to it, it is on our website, uh, twit twit dot tv slash tri. I'll put that in the show notes, so you can uh, you can click on that link. He was he was a lot. He's a fun guy, Andy Weir, and his new book, which I have read, is great, and also already optioned to be a major motion picture. So that should be. Uh, I'll look forward to that next next Oscar season. Eighty eight eighty eight ask. Leo, 888-827-5536. Toll free from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. That's uh, that's the number Ellie called, our good friend from Hawaii. Hi, haven't talked to you in a while. It's been an age. I thought, what happened to Ellie? No, I'm still floating around. She does a great website for... Uh, I don't have it anymore, remember? What? Oh, that's right. Because I was ill, so oh, I stopped Never mind. It. Isn't it still no, there, though? No, Can... pl- it's still there, but it hasn't updated in ages. But um, but you still, I think the stuff with, it's 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 visiting Hawaii for people with disabilities, right? I think it's still valuable. It's not stuff hasn't changed. Really? Well, give it a plug then. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Your choice. <laughs> so many people. It's so it's funny, Ellie, because I appreciate that. So many people call the show, and really they don't have a question. They just want to plug their their thing. Right. So right. I love it when you say no. No, don't want to plug it. That's okay. No. What can I do for you? Um, I have a Google Home Mini. Oh, you got the little donut. Yes. I want the pink one because it looks just like a pink donut. Well, I like the chalk one. <laughs> I don't. I don't like stuff that look girly. So, uh, well, there you go. This I do. Go figure. <laughs> so it's that new. The, everything Google's making now is covered with this fabric, uh, but it's a Google Assistant. It's the Google Home, so you can you know talk to it just as you would the Assistant on your phone. Or so. Uh, so now you've you've had an Amazon Echo before this, right? Right. I still do. Okay. So compare the two for me. Well, I think the um, Amazon does a lot more. Because it's older, you know. Yeah, it's a two years and, older, yeah. Right. And, I, you know, this one's still learning. Yeah. But I think in time it might be better. But I, I think Google has, you know, Google is, of course, going to have the upper hand in artificial intelligence because they, right. they're the kings of this. So it should get smarter. Where Amazon has a huge advantage is you can shop at Amazon with it, which I love. I do all the time. But you can't go anywhere else. But you can only go to Amazon. Google has Walmart and uh, Target and other places to shop right. at. Right. And if you link up your uh, Google Home with uh, Walmart, you get $25 off your purchase when you shop. I suspect Google is going to compete hard on this, right? That, yep. That this is they, this is a space they want to be in. So it would be my guess that they will provide a fairly good challenge to Amazon. It's hard to say who the winner is going to be. Apple, unfortunately, Apple was going to do a Siri device similar to these called the HomePod. It won't yeah, be out till next – they delayed it till next year. Yeah. Well, my birthday's in March, so I go. Oh, good. I can oh, you're going to have all three. But you're, but we should mention Ellie's blind. So I think that for a blind person, these speech assistants must be fantastic. 
I don't know about that. Oh. I mean, remember, I'm partially sighted, too. So oh, you can see enough to look at your computer screener. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. In fact, I'm getting an iPhone 10, so. I think you'll like it. <laughs> I'm afraid oh, so. Oh, it's pretty. <laughs> but before you run out of time, I want you to answer my question. Oh, of course. I'm sorry. How do I link my contacts with my Google Home? Um, my partner, my best friend and all, he could get his contacts in there, but when I go to do mine, it doesn't seem to accept it. Well, of course, you know uh, how you ask for yeah. a phone number and yeah, all you that. Have to, there's, two, there's two prerequisites for this. One is you have to have that Google device uh, attached to your Google account, is it? Yes. And then, two, you have to store your contacts with Google Contacts. You're not, oh, now there's one issue sometimes people run into, which is if you're using the paid Google apps, they call it the G Suite now, that is going to cause a problem. But you're not using G Suite, are no, you? No, I'm not using that. So it should you, and your contacts are in there? They're there, but they don't. If you go to contacts, if you go to contacts.google.com, do you see them? I can see his contacts. Oh, contacts. You don't have the same Google account, do you? No. So you are on his Google account, not your Google account. If you see his contacts, right? But it recognizes if I want to take something from his account, like if I say call Auntie so and so, it recognizes it. It won't do it, even from his account. My voice. So you have to. Okay. So you have to add yourself as a user to the Google Home, make sure that you're, so you look at the Google Home app and make sure, right. one of the things that's cool about the Google Home is, unlike the Amazon, although I bet you Amazon, they're, they're in such tight competition, it's really fabulous because that means both get better because they're competing with one another. You can have multiple users with your Google Home. You can, right. you, you can be, so if you share it, it'll, and if, in theory, if, if you train it, <laughs> it will understand that it's you, not him asking. Cause yeah, it knows the difference, Yeah, for sure. So, um, they updated this in April. Um, the, the the way you have to do this, you have to do your uh, do it on your phone, okay? And you have to use the Google Home app. You have to be on the same Wi-Fi network. Log in on the Home app with your Google account, not his. Select your Google Home from the device and then say, link your account. Now, he can do this for you by linking your account, or you can do it for him by linking his account. And then you'll see, multi-user is now available. You've trained it. So I'm thinking you must have done this. And then both contacts should be available, but 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 for him to use his contacts, you'll have to use his voice. For you to use your contacts, you'll have to use your voice. Does that make right. sense? Yes. Because it knows the difference. Right. But you'll have notes in your show, right? I will. You know what I'm going to do is well, give you a, a link because I'm looking at an article that Lifehacker published that we put in the, somebody put in the chat room that describes the process step by step. Okay. So it's what I just read, them, basically. I tried to call them. They don't speak English very well, and I was more oh, confused when I hung up. Google used to have very good. Uh, call support but it sounds like you know that's a shame because you're trying to make this a success they should have better right. support yeah well it's in the philippines what can you do yeah that's too bad google come on get your act together i guess because they're selling right. this so inexpensively and by the way the prices on this for black friday i think are going to be down to i don't know like 20 bucks it's gonna be very inexpensive so um i think it's 30 bucks and you get a 10 dollar coupon something like that so, so where do i go to get that i want to get one <laughs> uh i don't know let me i'll have to look it up i think probably store.google.com the okay. on, their online store. Ellie, wonderful to make uh, to reconnect. I, we missed you, but I'm glad to hear from you. I hope you're feeling better now. Okay. Okay. We'll also put, we'll put Google's official page, support.google.com, their official page on how to add users, set up multiple users on Google Home. I haven't done that yet, actually. You know, the, the only the issue would be with that um, is, of course, you won't be able to use your voice to call his people unless you share that account. You could just... I wonder if you can train it for voices and then share that account. If you know, call me, 8888-ASK-LEO. And as I said, we'll put links to the two articles 
uh, as we do with everything on the show on our website, techguylabs.com. It's free. There's no sign-up. Techguylabs.com. Let's take a break. News at the top of the hour. More of your calls coming up. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Hey, 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 how are you today, Leo Laporte? Hey, You're the tech guy. Time to talk about, oh, you know, all that stuff with chips and the computers, uh, the internet, home theater, digital photography, smartphones, smart watches, smart coffee cups. Found. It says it found it. Pair it and connect it. I've got this. This is from a company called Ember. It's actually a good idea. It's a coffee cup. This is a nice ceramic coffee cup. And then it comes with a coaster or a saucer that plugs in the saucer has little uh pins on it you put the mug on the saucer <laughs> and it, it heats it up and if you if you just use it it heats keeps the coffee at 130 degrees so i mean if you don't like your coffee getting cold that's nice uh and then if you <laughs> here's the silly part if you pair it with your smartphone which i haven't been able to do very well i don't know why partly because I'm a lefty and the light is on the wrong side for me. But if you pair it with your smartphone, uh, apparently you can control the temperature from your from the Ember app. A coffee cup with an app. What will they think of next? Criminy. Um, I'm having a heck of a time pairing it, though. <sighs> I, you know... Is this now, is this an Internet of Things device? I guess it doesn't go on the Internet. Oh, God, I hope I can't control it by the Internet. That would be terrible. That would be ridiculous. Somebody could take my, boil my coffee. Uh, let's, let's prank Leo. Let's turn his heater off. Uh, but I don't, I think it's just Bluetooth. <laughs> I hope it is. I hope it's not the Internet. That would be crazy to put a coffee cup on the Internet. Actually, the real risk of these Internet of Things devices your cameras, your routers, anything that goes on the internet. Your, I have an oven that goes on the internet, the June oven. I have a, I have a sous vide cooker. You know those those slow slow cookers, the water bath cookers. I have the, something called the Mellow. I tweeted a picture of it uh, this morning because I'm I'm going to review it uh, on uh, next Saturday for the uh, podcast. Uh, it, but I, but I bought it. <laughs> I bought it two years ago. <laughs> and they finally, I finally got it. Uh, it's one of those, you know, Kickstarter things that takes forever. You know, I'm fine. You, you don't know, am I going to lose my money? Am I going to get it ever? Finally got it. And uh, that's kind of cool. So I have two, two stakes in there. That thing is on the internet. <laughs> the stakes are being chilled right now. But I said, it says, when do you want to eat? <laughs> and I said, I'd like to eat at 6 p.m. And so... An hour and a half before 6 p.m., 4.30 this afternoon, it will uh, it will go from chilling the steaks to cooking them. And they'll be perfectly done uh, by the time I get home. How about that? You know what? It's, 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 a, I think it's hundreds of dollars. It's a crazy idea. It is complete weight. It's so, this is so, I'm embarrassed to say I have this thing. But it's my, but it's, this is my excuse. So I tell my wife, but honey, it's my job. It's my job. I have to review these things. So the the best use of it, which is a completely trivial use, is for making soft-boiled eggs. Because when you go to bed, you just put two eggs in there. And then you say, I want soft-boiled eggs by 7.30 in the morning. And it chills them until like 6 a.m. And then it cooks them. And they're ready. And they're the best soft-boiled eggs I ever had. 
I know. I can use a pot with water. I know. I know. And it'll be ready in three minutes. I know. But this is this is on the internet. This is on the internet. And that's, I guess, my point is that these devices, okay, so it's on the internet. So somebody could cook my eggs hard cooked if they, if they hacked it. That's not the threat. The threat is not that somebody's going to boil my coffee in my internet-connected coffee mug. That's not the threat. The threat is these become a gateway to your home. That once, if and we've seen that. Believe me, this happens. We've seen people uh, find flaws, lots of them, in a variety of these devices that are connected to the public internet. That means they're sitting there just waiting. Uh, in some cases, it's something as silly as they have a hardwired login and passphrase. So. Bad guy just looks for these cameras, for instance. This happened with cameras. That's embarrassing. The cameras. In fact, there was a whole uh, internet website with cameras you could just turn on in people's houses. Millions of them. You just because the pass the password was was hardwired, so you could just go see somebody's FOSS cam. Oh, let's see what they're up to. That's a problem. But again, that's not as bad as the the larger problem, which is it's a gateway to get into your internet and from there get into your home network and from there try to hack all the devices in your house. And the one you really want to be careful about, the ones are your computers and your phones. Your phones have everything nowadays, if you think about it. This, by the way, why law enforcement is so anxious to get Apple and, and, and Google to stop encrypting the contents of the phones. They'd love to be able to access this. Because if they've got a crook or a suspect, that phone has everything. They don't have to say, where were you on the night of August 17th? They just say, hey, phone, where was he? And the phone has, your phone has a complete GPS record of everywhere you've been. It has a microphone and a camera on it. <laughs> they could turn it on. Watch what you're doing. They don't have to bug you. They just turn your phone's microphone on and on and on and on. So uh, this is why you kind of want to protect your internet, and you really should not buy internet. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC of things devices whether it's a sous vide cooker or a toaster oven or a camera or even a router from companies that you don't trust and more importantly companies that kind of make a commitment to keep it up to date and you know if at some point this company mellow that makes this cooker goes out of business i'm gonna have to stop using the cooker because it won't be patched anymore Nobody's going to fix it. Nobody's going to update it. It'll still work, but it could also be a gateway to my internet. There are other ways. They're, they're kind of complicated that you could protect yourself. There are routers, and I, I suspect we'll see more of this, 
that allow you to create a secure sub-network in your house. This is what would be the ideal, that you put all your doorbells and your cookers and your ovens and your everything on this private sub-network, and it's protected. It can't get into the rest of the network. That would be the ideal way to do it. The only one I know of right now, uh, it's nice. It's an inexpensive router from Ubiquity. Uh, it's, uh, I think, $50. Is the, it's called the Edge Router X. But it's, but it's not for mortal man. <laughs> it's hard to figure. I mean, it took me a while to figure it out. And I, <laughs> but, uh, but it's a kind of cool device because it's exactly what it, it does. Is it allows you to say, all right, I'm going to put a Wi-Fi access point uh, on this subnetwork, and I don't. I'm going to have all of them. I'm going to have my Echo join it. I'm going to have my Google Assistant. I'm going to have everything join that, and they won't have the router. Edge router X will keep them from getting to the rest of my network. But this is this is kind of a black diamond tip. This is for advanced users. It's a little complicated. <laughs> I'm not even convinced <laughs> that I know what I'm doing. Uh, so careful, careful, but honestly, uh, these are the kinds of things we're going to have to start thinking about. I, I don't have to, I mean, just look at what's going on in the world around us and how people are getting hacked. There is a botnet out there that really concerns me. It's called the Reaper. It is, uh, a, a, a network of compromised devices, mostly routers that, and there are uh, many of them. I don't know how many it is. It was growing at 10,000 routers a day for a while. It's probably in the millions that somebody has compromised. We don't know who. We don't know who's controlling it. We can't stop them from controlling it. These are routers that haven't been patched, that have security flaws, and could be used in a variety of ways. It's probably based on the the the, the virus, the malware that's being used, uh, a nation, not an individual. It's pretty sophisticated. But we don't even know what they're going to use it for. If you want to read about it, just Google Reaper botnet and then be afraid. And that's an example of why the Internet of Things needs to be secured, not just for you and me and our privacy, but for the security of the Internet. 8888-ASK-LEO, the phone number. We're going to go back to the phones, take more of your calls right after this. Port the tech guy. 8888 Ask Leo. 8888-ASK-LEO is the phone number that's good, uh, toll-free from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada. But if you're outside that area, we had callers uh, last week from Belgium and uh, the Netherlands. If you're outside that area, you just uh, can you Skype out and call that number. It shouldn't cost you. It shouldn't cost you anything. Aaron, Riverside, hey. California. Hi, Aaron. Thanks for hanging on. Hey, how's it going? It's hey, going well. Good, good. Yeah, I had a question. Um, I have an iPhone 7. It's not the newest one. It's the one um, you know, the one before the newest one, the, the iPhone Plus. Oh, you don't have to tell me. I'm an expert on iPhone numbering schemes. <laughs> awesome. I, can, I can tell you any year at all. Go ahead. Anyway, iPhone 7. Very nice. Very nice phone. So my question was, um, about a month ago, I was going on Google, just going on Google, searching stuff. And as soon as I typed search, it would bring me to this page where it said... Um, uh, our systems have detected unusual traffic from yes. your computer. It gives an IP address, all that crap. And then it, it didn't give me the little box to type in the numbers at first, but now it's doing it. So What, what numbers does it want? It, it gives like the, the CAPTCHA, the little... Oh, the CAPTCHA. Yeah, I am not a robot. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'll type that in, and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> okay. So this is this uh, this is on your iPhone. Yeah. My what, iPhone. And you're doing a search, and it's Google that's coming up with the result. Right. I'll go through Safari, and then I'll go into Google, and then I'll I'll search something. And then all of a sudden, it'll go straight to that. Does it do it for the, the – does you get that for every page you search for or just for certain searches? Um, it's really just random things. Like, I'll, I'll type in news and press search, and it'll go to that. And um, mind you, I'm not on the Wi-Fi. I'm on just uh, my my uh, T-Mobile uh, data. And if I switch to Wi-Fi, it doesn't do that at all. But then if I switch back to the, the data, it does it. And Oh, that's interesting. So it never happens on Wi-Fi. I think it's happened once. And I, then wonder I, if, I wonder if T-Mobile is sending this to you. I don't know. I've never, I've never heard of this. So what is the, uh, what is the, as best you can remember, the message that you get? Um, it says like your device is. Our systems have detected unusual traffic from your computer network. This page checks to see if it's really you sending the request and not a robot. And then it has like a highlighted thing to say why did this happen, and then. I reset my phone because I needed an update. I, I did it last night, and then I went to so, Google and tried it, and it's not doing it anymore. Yeah, Google has a page that talks about this error. If devices on your network seem to be sending automated traffic to Google, you might see this. Sending searches from a robot, computer program, automated surface, uh, service, search script. What they're, what they're worried about is some sort of automated – do you ever use something that downloads web pages or anything like that? On my phone, not really. Well, anywhere, because, I mean, I guess it would be only when you're using your T-Mobile network. The CAPTCHA is to just make sure that that's not a robot. So you're, if you right, were using right. some sort of automated program to download pages, it wouldn't know how to answer that question. Um, but why is it happening is the question. You're not, are you using a VPN? Um, no. You know what a VPN is? Kinda, yeah. I mean, yeah. wouldn't that only be? Um, well, you can yeah. iPhone. I think you can turn on a VPN in your phone. Um, so Google, no, no, what Google no. says is we we they consider this abuse. I might you might want to call T-Mobile because it doesn't happen on your Wi-Fi. It only happens when you're on the T-Mobile network. That one time by accident, maybe your phone was using the T-Mobile network. You just didn't realize it. Right. So if it only happens on your Wi-Fi, I mean, you're a T-Mobile. Because I used to have Verizon before, and it never really happened. And then we switched to T-Mobile like seven months ago. And I'd call T-Mobile. I wonder if they're – they may have – you know, so you're going to get some guy. They're very nice. I love the T-Mobile uh, <laughs> help people. They're very friendly. Uh, in fact, right. when, when you first call T-Mobile, I, I do. I get an automated voice that says, hello, Leo, <laughs> which cracks me up. Um, but uh, – <laughs> Those, they're very nice, but they're not experts, right? So what they're going to do is they're going to say, oh, let me see in the notebook, and they're going to turn to that page. And with any luck, this is not – you're not the only person it's happening to, and and uh, T-Mobile knows what the fix is. Because that's – I I, I think, think I called before, and they kind of didn't – they kind of gave me the runaround. They, uh, they didn't have a page in their notebook then. Yeah. Yeah. Is this something to be worried about? Like, are, you, kind of, are you using tethering or hotspotting? Mm, no. I just I just have my Bluetooth on in the car, and then when I get home, the Wi-Fi automatically connects, and that's pretty much it. Have you done which? Uh, you you keep your iPhone up to date, right? You're at eleven point one point two, I think, is the latest, or le yeah, eleven two point two. Make sure it's all the way up to date. It might be 
1.2, right? Yeah, 11.12. That's correct. It's hmm. First time I saw it, I'm like, what? If it's that. an iPhone, which means you can't really do, <laughs> you can't do anything bad. Apple won't let you. So that makes me think that it's something happening on the T-Mobile network. That And so if they they didn't know, but try one more time. Either you'll get a rep that knows more or it's been happening, you know, recently. Did this just start recently? It started about like a month ago for yeah. me. Yeah. But why Google, though? Why would it just Oh, this is a this is the reason is Google's monitoring it. A lot of you know, if you just go to a web page directly, it's not paying attention to what else is happening. But every time you do a Google search, see the reason is pe people use bots to go out on the net and do automated searches or all sorts of things. And Google wants to block that. It's an, they don't feel like it's an appropriate use of their bandwidth. I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. So that's why Google's saying that. It's spotted some sort of odd traffic from your IP, your particular internet address, your IP mm -hmm. address. That address is provided to you by T-Mobile. And it may not be your particular address. It might be a range of – most likely it's a range of addresses that T-Mobile owns. So it may not be coming from your phone. It might be somebody one number above or below you. So you're on the same subnet. And and Google's flagging that subnet. So maybe, you know, maybe somebody who has a T-Mobile phone is doing something strange with a VPN or whatever. But you're getting flagged as a result. It's like an accumulation of, uh, of uh, it's, it's, it's like too much for the system or something. Yeah. So there. So so let's say I'm I'm a, I'm a guy with a T-Mobile phone and I happen to use uh, my T-Mobile phone to tether to my computer. And on my computer, I'm running an automated bot that downloads entire websites. People do this. Uh, T-Mobile, uh, it's coming through that T-Mobile IP address. Google's noticing that I that I'm doing it. And I'm not sure why Google would see it. Maybe I'm doing a search through Google or somehow going through Google and says, or maybe it's a blog spot. Maybe it's one of Google's properties. I'm downloading all the pages from a blogger blog, say. So Google has somehow noticed this and says, well, that uh, that uh, range of addresses, we're getting weird traffic from. So let's put this notice up. And uh, And I think that's what's happening. It's probably, by the way, somebody not using an iPhone because I don't think there's any way you could do anything with an iPhone that would trigger this. It's either a computer that they've tied their phone to or they're using an Android device. So everybody from T-Mobile, or at least from a segment of T-Mobile's audience, is seen as the same person by, by, by Google. That's why you're getting it. It should go away, but I would call T-Mobile and complain. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. This fine radio program brought to you by the fabulous Epson Fast Photo Scanner. Oh, this thing is great. If you've got shoeboxes full of, of photos and you want to turn them into digital masterpieces, the Fast Photo is the fastest scanner out there. Scan thousands of photos as fast as one per second at 300 DPI. Scan, restore, organize, and share your precious memories with the Epson Fast Photo Scanner. Epson, exceed your vision. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Back to the phones we go. And Myron is on the line from Minnesota. Hi, Myron. Uh, Leo, how are you doing? I am very well. How are uh, you? I called you. I actually, I'm good. I'm good. A little cold, but uh, I'm doing good. Oh, I'm sorry. But I think this is the time of year, isn't it? It's the cold season. It is. Yep. It is. I actually, I actually called you last week about the 6S Plus trying to upgrade it. I remember. Not. Yeah. Did you do it? Okay. No. Well, <laughs> cold feet, <laughs> didn't eh? Want to do it. <laughs> you didn't want to do it. All right. But, okay. Here's what I'm thinking of doing, and I want to get your opinion. Uh 
we're going to trade in the six S plus. I'm going to give my wife my seven plus, and I'm th- I'm seriously thinking about getting the essential phone, and I oh, want to know it. what your opinion is. Well, have you ever used Android before? Yes, I uh, I had a, a Samsung S4, and you like it. S4. You like Android? I loved it, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the essential phone is a great deal because uh, it was a flop, <laughs> uh, and it's I shouldn't laugh. It's sad, and this is we were talking at the beginning of the show about. Nowadays, the pace of reviews is so fast that often reviewers get it wrong, and this was a classic of them getting it wrong. I bought the Essential Phone, got it when it first came out, and I, like all the reviewers, had a problem. The camera app, which is very important on a smartphone, crashed the phone the first time I launched it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And, ever, and even then after it did that, it was slow and buggy. But... Essential, which is a startup, by the way, run by Andy Rubin, the guy who invented Android. He, was, he, he founded Android, sold it to Google, and et cetera, et cetera. So he's a, he's a reliable person. Uh, they, they pushed out three or four fixes to the camera, and they finally got it right, and that phone now is flawless. In fact, it's one of the few Android devices out there now that you can go to Android 8.0, uh, Oreo. They're offering an Oreo upgrade now. So I, And I like that because Android especially, is imp- it's important to keep it up to date. Very, very important to get the security patches, and they're doing a great job, better than Samsung. I think it's a beautiful phone, titanium and ceramic. It's really unusual materials. And because it wasn't selling well, they have cut the price 200 bucks. It's now a $500 phone. And I've even seen discounts to 450 with some uh, some some retailers. At that price, that is a fantastic phone. It's a it's a Snapdragon uh, 835 processor, top of the line Qualcomm processor, so it's super fast, very nice LCD screen. And it's one of these phones kind of like the iPhone 10 where no there's no bezel, no frame. So it's small in the hand but a big screen. In my opinion, it's the best uh, low-cost Android phone out there. If you're not willing to get a Google Pixel, and many people don't want to spend the 900 or 800, 900 bucks for that, the Essential is a fabulous phone. I, w- I wish them well. I really hope they, uh, yeah. they they do well. I have it on hold. I have it on hold for 450, and then they said that they'd right. give me 160 for my for my uh, iPhone 6s. That's fabulous. Phone. Did you play with it? Did you touch it? I I haven't yet. I, I'm 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 on the job right now, and I'm going out. So that's what I would do. I would go, you know, because it's very. Per- I can't tell you if you're going to like the size and so forth. Uh, a lot of people don't like a small phone. I think it's fabulous. Um, it, of course, because it's, you know, kind of a, a a bywater of the Android family. It's not. They didn't sell very many. In fact, supposedly Sprint, which is one of the the only I think carrier to sell it direct, was it only sold five thousand. You know, it's tiny numbers. There aren't a lot of accessories. I think there are cases out there. Uh, but not very many things like that. On the other hand, I don't think you'd want to put it in the case. It is, I think, as beautiful as the iPhone 10. It is a gorgeous phone. So play with it. If you like it, I wouldn't hesitate. Will it continue to be supported? I mean, with updates and everything. Well, you know, it's hard to say. Yes, I think so because it's Andy Rubin. If it were anybody else, but he has such a great track record. I don't think he's going to have trouble keeping the company afloat, raising money. Their long-term play is a home automation play. They're going to make a hub. Um, They'll be around for a while. I, I think you could probably, you know, the problem with Android is two years are as long as any Android phone gets updated. Google extended their Pixel to three years. So it'll be updated for two years for sure. And after that, I think even then it'll probably be uh, all right for a while. Okay. Okay. I, you know, I would look at, it's really, it's it's price sensitivity. If you don't mind spending $1,000, I would look at the iPhone 10. Mm-hmm. But if you, but for 450 plus a $160 rebate, you're, that is a very now it's under three hundred dollars. That's a very affordable phone. 
Yeah. And I think for if if if, if that's important to you, if the price is important to you, go go get it. You'll be very happy. Okay. I I really appreciate it. Yeah. That. No headphone jack, but neither does no. the seven. So you're used to that. Yep. It'll work with either Bluetooth headphones or an adapter. They provide. A, they actually it comes with a Type C headphones that you can plug into the bottom. Is uh, that wireless uh, 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 for charging or no? No. Okay. So any um, any this is a problem with metal phones. Uh, you can't wireless charge. That's why Apple switched from metal to a glass back on their iPhone X so that you could wireless charge it. And I do. I think that, that to me that's fairly important. This is why it's hard to say there's the best phone. It really depends on what features you care about. Camera's good, not as good as the iPhone 10, not as good as the Google Pixel 2, but it's a good, it's decent. It has a nice black and white feature, which I really like. Okay. So play with it, see how you feel. Uh, we're going to see, I mean, it's, it's uh, as the chat room is pointing out, it's hard to say with Android phones because there's a new one every five seconds. Um, this week, the OnePlus 5T comes out, and that'll be $500 as well, and that's a very nice phone as well. But I like the essential phone. If, if you want a phone that feels nice in the hand, don't go play with it. You might fall in love with it. Titanium and ceramic, that's a very unusual materials yeah. yeah and it is it is flagship in every respect oh okay okay so that's why it's a good deal you're getting you know top of the line device for a, a bargain price because they couldn't sell them right great have fun thank you sir all right take care our show today brought to you by carbonite of course it is every week is brought to you by carbonite these are these guys are the data protection experts so This fine radio program brought to you by the fabulous Epson Fast Photo Scanner. Oh, this thing is great. If you've got shoeboxes full of, of photos and you want to turn them into digital masterpieces, the Fast Photo is the fastest scanner out there. Scan thousands of photos as fast as one per second at 300 DPI. Scan, restore, organize, and share your precious memories with the Epson Fast Photo Scanner. Epson, exceed your vision. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Back to the phones we go. And Myron is on the line from Minnesota. Hi, Myron. My, uh, Leo, how are you doing? I am very well. How are uh, you? I called you. I actually, I'm good. I'm good. A little cold, but uh, I'm doing good. Oh, I'm sorry. But I think this is the time of year, isn't it? It's the cold season. It is. Yep. It is. I actually, I actually called you last week about the 6S Plus trying to upgrade it. I remember. Not. Yeah. Did you do it? Okay. No. Well, <laughs> cold feet, <laughs> didn't eh? Want to do it. <laughs> you didn't want to do it. All right. But, okay. Here's what I'm thinking of doing, and I want to get your opinion. Uh we're going to trade in the 6s plus i'm going to give my wife my 7 plus and i'm th i'm seriously thinking about getting the essential phone and i oh, want to know it. what your opinion is well have you ever used android before yes i uh i had a, a samsung s4 and you like it s4. you like android. I loved it yeah. yeah so the essential phone is a great deal because uh it was a flop <laughs> uh, and it's i shouldn't laugh it's sad and this is we were talking at the beginning of the show about Nowadays, the pace of reviews is so fast that often reviewers get it wrong, and this was a classic of them getting it wrong. I bought the Essential Phone, got it when it first came out, and I, like all the reviewers, had a problem. The camera app, which is very important on a smartphone, crashed the phone the first time I launched it, and ever and even then after it did that, it was slow and buggy. But Essential, which is a startup, by the way, run by Andy Rubin, the guy who invented Android, he, was, he, he founded Android, sold it to Google, and et cetera, et cetera, so he's a, he's a reliable person. Uh, they they pushed out three or four fixes to the camera, and they finally got it right, and that phone now is flawless. In fact, it's one of the few Android devices out there now that you can go to Android 8.0, uh, Oreo. They're offering an Oreo upgrade now. So I And I like that because Android especially, is imp it's important to keep it up to date. Very, very important to get the security patches, and they're doing a great job, better than Samsung. I think it's a beautiful phone, titanium and ceramic. It's really unusual materials. And because it wasn't selling well, 
they have cut the price 200 bucks. It's now a $500 phone. And I've even seen discounts to 450 with some uh, some some retailers. At that price, that is a fantastic phone. It's a it's a Snapdragon uh, 835 processor, top of the line Qualcomm processor, so it's super fast, very nice LCD screen, and it's one of these phones, kind of like the iPhone 10, where no there's no bezel, no frame, so it's small in the hand but a big screen. In my opinion, it's the best uh, low cost Android phone out there. If you're not willing to get a Google Pixel, and many people don't want to spend the 900, 800, 900 bucks for that. The Essential is a fabulous phone. I, w- I wish them well. I really hope they, uh, yeah. they they do well. I have it on hold. I have it on hold for four fifty, and then they said that they'd right. give me one hundred and sixty for my for my uh, iPhone success. Oh, that's fabulous. Phone. Did you play with um, it? Did you touch it? I I haven't yet. I, I'm I'm on, I'm on the job right now, and I'm going out. So that's what I would do. I would go, you know, because it's very. Per- I can't tell you if you're going to like the size and so forth. Uh, a lot of people don't like a small phone. I think it's fabulous. Um, it, of course, because it's you know kind of a a. a bywater of the Android family. It's not they didn't sell very many. In fact, supposedly Sprint, which is one of the the only I think carrier to sell it direct, was had only sold five thousand. You know, it's tiny numbers. There aren't a lot of accessories. I think there are cases out there, uh, but not very many things like that. On the other hand, I don't think you'd want to put it in the case. It is, I think, as beautiful as the iPhone 10. It is a gorgeous phone. So play with it. If you like it, I wouldn't hesitate. Will it continue to be supported? I mean, with updates and well, everything. You know, it's hard to say. Yes, I think so because it's Andy Rubin. If it were anybody else. But he has such a great track record. I don't think he's going to have trouble keeping the company afloat, raising money. Their long-term play is a home automation play. They're going to make a hub. Um, they'll be around for a while. I, I think you could probably, you know, the problem with Android is two years are as long as any Android phone gets updated. Google extended their Pixel to three years. So it'll be updated for two years for sure. And after that, I think even then it'll probably be uh, all right for a while. Okay. Okay. I, you know, I would look at it's really it's it's price sensitivity. If you don't mind spending a thousand dollars, I would look at the iPhone ten. Mm-hmm. But if you but for four fifty plus a hundred sixty dollar rebate, you're, that is a very now it's under three hundred dollars. That's a very affordable phone. Yeah. And I think for if 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 that's important to you, if the price is important to you, go go get it. You'll be very happy. Okay. I I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well. No headphone jack, but neither does no. the seven. So you're used to that. Yep. It'll work with either Bluetooth headphones or an adapter. They provide. A, they actually it comes with a Type C headphones that you can plug into the bottom. Is uh, that wireless uh, 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 for charging or no? No. Okay. So any um, any this is the problem with metal phones. Uh, you can't wireless charge. That's why Apple switched from metal to a glass back on their iPhone 10 so that you could wireless charge it. And I do. I think that that to me that's fairly important. This is why it's hard to say there's the best phone. It really depends on what features you care about. Camera's good, not as good as the iPhone 10, not as good as the Google Pixel 2, but it's a good, it's decent. It has a nice black and white feature, which I really like. Okay. So play with it, see how you feel. Uh, we're going to see, I mean, it's, it's uh, as the chat room is pointing out, it's hard to say with Android phones because there's a new one every five seconds. Um, this week, the OnePlus 5T comes out, and that'll be $500 as well, and that's a very nice phone as well. But I like the essential phone. If if you want a phone that feels nice in the hand, don't go play with it. You might fall in love with it. Titanium and ceramic, that's a very unusual materials, yeah. yeah. And it is, it is flagship in every respect. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's why it's a good deal. You're getting, you know, top of the line device for a, a bargain price because they couldn't sell them. Right. Great. Have fun. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. Our show today brought to you by Carbonite. Of course it is. Every week is brought to you by Carbonite. These are, these guys are the data protection experts. And I say that, uh, because I think it's very important to understand that we've talked for so many years about Carbonite as a personal backup tool that I want to really emphasize that they have they have evolved into a company that is designed for business. 
And backup for business. I mean, you, you can still use Carbon Eye. I do for your home backups. But the business backup is very interesting because they have solutions. You know, business has different needs. For instance, it's really important in business that you get back up and running fast. If your systems go down, if your hard drives go kablooey, uh, you could lose money. Every second that your systems are down, you're losing money. So business wants to get back up and running. They call that high availability, and there's nobody better at this than Carbonite. They've acquired companies that make it possible. They call it data recovery as a service to eliminate the problem of ransomware. If you're in business, you uh, you should be very afraid of your network being taken over by ransomware. It happened to Merck, the big pharmaceutical company, and they had to declare a $300 million loss solely due to ransomware in one quarter. Now, Carbonite seems very affordable, doesn't it, compared to that? <laughs> it is. It's a great deal. Go with the data protection experts. Go to Carbonite.com. The brand-new website talks a lot about the, the business services they offer. This Make this the weekend you protect your data against all threats with the data protection experts at Carbonite.com. We're going to take a little break, a little time out here, come back with more of your calls. I've got Myron. Oh, we just talked to Myron. So Chris in Sherman Oaks, Larry in Palm Springs, and Dr. Bird from Laguna Niguel. All coming up. You stay here. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Leo Laporte, the tech guy, 8888, ask Leo, the phone number. Back to the phones. And Chris and Sherman Oaks. Chris, don't tell anybody in Sherman Oaks what you just heard us talking about during the commercial, okay? No, it's anything. Yeah. Sherman Oaks happens to be home base for the Tech Guy show. We're just down the road a piece. Across the street. Across the street? Yep. You don't work for Clear Channel, do you? No. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm in trouble. What can I What can I do for you? <laughs> I was listening to you, and I had a question. So when I pull up my – oh, thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Pull, thanks for calling. Go ahead. When I pull up my browser, yeah. so I go to, like, Google to search something, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'll say I'll put in Leo Laporte, and, like, 10 things will autofill come in. Yeah. And so – Don't ever type Leo Laporte is in your Google browser, or any anybody for that matter, because yeah. the autocomplete solutions are very bad. Yeah. But that's not my problem. Oh, good. <laughs> it's my problem, not yours. Go ahead. What's your problem? When I go ahead, like 10 things will come up. And when I like hit my down arrow to like scroll through them, there's yeah. no highlight anymore. I can hardly see it. It's driving me crazy. Oh, let me see that. Oh, yeah. They don't. Uh, yeah. So you, you're you a keyboard kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, Google expects you to be doing that with your mouse. Well, But you want to tab down or arrow key down. Even, to... if, even if I use my mouse my arrow, I, I can't get any like, the highlight color or whatever. If highlight. I use the mouse on mine, it does put an air, uh, underline under it. But uh, yeah, that, that's you know that's the CSS the the, the style sheet. Oh. C CSS stands for cascading style sheets. There is a default that Google sends, but and this is pretty advanced. It depends on how important this is to you. But you can uh, provide your own style sheet that would include that if you want. In order to do that, though, you're going to have to learn the syntax of CSS cascading style sheets. I don't know if you want to do that. Yeah, I'll just download it in my memory. <laughs> <laughs> it may not be that hard. In fact, if you search for uh, maybe uh, this problem and, and, and CSS, there's probably somewhere. This is the beauty of the Internet these days. There's probably somebody out there who's written his own style sheet that does what you want it to do. And then all you do is you, 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 you download that and you change your settings to say, yeah, please use mine. And then and this is actually helpful for people who, um, you know, for instance, can't use a mouse. Uh, maybe they're using a, a pointing stick or some other solution. And so they want it to do that. Um, let's see here. Somebody's giving me a link in the chat room. I wonder if this is somebody's already found. I wouldn't be surprised. The chat room is really quick on the draw here. Somebody's found a solution. Neo says, ah, how do you like that? Thank you, Neo. This is a Chrome extension called Google Search Keyboard Shortcuts. Cool. That would do it. Very so cool. that's free. You install that into your Chrome, and now you're going to have – it adds back the basic keyboard functionality that Google took out. Oh, sweet. How about that, huh? Thanks for the call. Thank you very much. And thanks, Neo, for solving that one. That's nice. Google search 
So they, yeah, they, they this this happened when Google uh, created a unified design across mobile and desktop, killing off that keyboard function. But you know, th this is this is w w why the internet is cool. I mean, there's bad things. I know, I know, lots of them about the internet, but it's vast. It's huge. It's as big as life itself now. It's as big as the globe. And for any particular little problem that's driving you crazy, there's always some geek somewhere who says, "Well, I'm going to fix that." Codes up some. And in this case, very easy to implement. So thank you, Neo, for that uh, extension. And of course, as always, put a link to that in our uh, our show notes, techguylabs.com. Those are free, by the way. We don't uh, we don't require you to sign up or pay a fee or anything like that. Techguylabs.com. Yeah, we're at the kind of the mercy of the you know the designers at these uh, companies who, you know, get, we don't think it should look different on desktop and mobile. So we're just going to make everything look like it does on the mobile. No. No, eighty-eight, eighty-eight. Ask you. Actually, a good thing to learn is CSS. If you want to, uh, uh, if you're interested in a career in technology, CSS is the more is a uh, kind of a more modern way of styling web pages. Used to be, maybe you remember this in the old days. With remember HTML, we still use it. But the idea was, if you wanted a text to be bold, you'd you'd write angle bracket bold angle bracket, and then put the text, then you put angle bracket slash bold angle bracket, and that would all be mushed in with the content would be the styling. That's a kind of ugly way to do it. So the, uh, the wizards at uh, the uh, World Wide Web Consortium kind of said, well, there should be a better. What if, what if we kept styles separate from the markup, from the content? So that way, you, you know, you could have, you could change the styling without having to go dig into the content. And so they created these style sheets. They're cascading because uh, they inherit from the predecessor. It's kind of like an ancestor child thing. So the child style sheet inherits styles from the ancestor and then the child of the child and the child of the child. So... I'm sorry I got into it. Never mind. <laughs> Larry, Larry on the line. Save me, Larry, from Palm Springs. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Hi, Larry. Good, morning, uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. You've been on hold since the morning, so I understand yeah, your confusion. I, I'm in uh, Palm Desert right now. Uh, in Maps, in Maps, Google Maps, it still has my old address. I've moved from my old address to my new address. Been a year and a half now, but when you're you're somewhere and you say "Take me home," oh yeah, that's annoying, isn't it? Address. Yeah, I hate that. So how do I get how do I get that updated? Well, you got to call the CEO of Google, Larry Page, and you say, "No, no, I'm kidding, I'm joking." That's in the settings and <laughs> in the maps. So you open maps and you go to settings. You know that, that they call it in the hamburger menu. It's that three lines up in the upper left hand corner. Believe it or not, those are settings. No one no one even knows what those three lines are. But if you tap them right at the top, it'll say your places. And in your places, it has home and work. Just edit that. Okay. All right. That's all. Um, yeah, I wrote, a, I wrote a letter to them, and they never answered me back. That's okay. Yeah, that's uh, it. Next question. Yes. Uh, I used to use uh, TrueCaller to keep to keep all my spam calls. I love TrueCaller. Yeah, nice Swedish company. Yeah. It, it worked perfectly. But when I bought a new Samsung uh, 8S, it, it, it's competing with Messages Plus. Oh, yeah. So, they keep bouncing back and forth. So oh, that's annoying. Have one or the other. But Messages Plus doesn't doesn't take care of spam like like uh, TrueCaller did. So uh, yeah, so you don't have to use uh, on Android. You can use any uh, text messaging program, any of a number of text messaging programs, and that's stored in the apps setting. There's a default app, so you might have to hit the menu button. I think in Samsung there's a th not three lines, but three dots in the upper right, not the upper left. But there's three dots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, if you ch go into default, you can change it to a different 
messaging app that doesn't get in the way. So uh, you're actually Messages Plus, I think, is not a Samsung app, but a uh, but a third party app. So, Verizon. Yeah, Verizon. take it off, uninstall it, or disable it because you don't want to use that. Uh, just use the messages that comes with the Samsung phone. That should be on there. Then it won't interfere, and you can continue to use TrueCaller. I like TrueCaller as well. TrueCaller is a a nice uh, Swedish company, so I trust them, and they have. What they'll do is every text message and every uh, well, actually, there's True Message and True Caller. So every, True Caller will do every phone call that comes in. They'll block it if it's spam, and or or they'll not, uh, sometimes they'll just say, "Hey, it's a spam caller. Do you want to block it?" And I love that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. I, I think in this day and age, you need that because I don't know if you're anything like me. My phone's ringing all the time from spam callers, often with the same area code as mine, and sometimes not only the same area code but the same first three digits. You know, the exchange. They call it neighbor spoofing, and spammers realize. Well, if we say, if if our caller ID says your not only your number but your exchange, you'll think it's a neighbor or a friend or a family member, and you'll answer it. And then they say, "Congratulations, you've just won." And then you hang up and you go. Duh! So True Caller is a you have to pay for it, don't you? I think there's a subscription. No, I, I get it free. Oh, nice. It's free. Yeah, Verizon and and every other carrier are doing their own thing now, trying to do this. But you're right. I think True Caller is better than anybody. So. Uh, that's a good My choice. My wife just asked me how how, the, how it knows it's spam I, because of the history. That's yes, why. and in fact, you can if you get one that doesn't say spam, you can say, "Hey, that one was spam," and they'll add that to their database. Yeah, right, right. You you grade it when you're exactly. done with a call. Yeah, get smart. That's called uh, crowdsourcing, and that's a great solution. Hey, I got to run, but I'm glad we could talk. I hope we helped you out a little bit here. I love the basic calls like that because everybody's sitting there going, "I don't know how to do that," but they don't want to call. So thank you, Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Well, hey, 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 how are you today? Leo Laporte here, the tech guy. Time to talk computers, the internet, home theater, digital photography, smartphones, smartwatches, artificial intelligence, augmented reality. You know, the hot topics these days are, are kind of have that, there's a certain kind of similar artificial intelligence, augmented reality, machine learning. This is a virtual reality. This is all, you know, we're starting to get in the world where uh, reality is not so hot. What we need is augmented, the next kind of virtual reality, machine learning, artificial intelligence, not the real stuff. What does that say about our culture? <laughs> Technology's gotten to the point now where it's better? Not yet. But you can kind of see dimly over the horizon, just a little little pink glow of the future. Fortunately, I don't think I'm going to be around for it, but my kids will and their kids, where artificial intelligence maybe is better than real intelligence. Oh, I hate the idea. Virtual reality is better than real reality. Oh, I don't want to be around for that. But I think that's what that's where Silicon Valley wants us to go, right? Right now, it's kind of it's horrible because they're pushing it. And I mentioned this last week, but we're in the what they call the uncanny valley. So uh, this is this comes from animators who understood that uh, if you're animating a, a mouse character, <laughs> nobody's going to be made uncomfortable by Mickey Mouse because, yeah, of course, it doesn't look like a real mouse. It's a cartoon. So it's cute. It's funny. But then as you push harder to make it look like a real mouse... At some point, it'll look like a real mouse. But right before that point, it's weird. It's like close, but not great. And it weirds you out. And the, the problem is really with humans trying to make a, 
an artificial human character because our brains are really well attuned to facial characteristics, to reading body language, to kind of intuiting what a person's thinking by looking at them. And computer-generated humans don't – we know something's wrong. And it, it actually can make you queasy. That's the problem with virtual reality. It makes you a little queasy. And, you know, there's some biologists who theorize this, this goes back to a protective mechanism. If, if you're, a, you know, a, our, our dim, dark ancestors back in the days of hunters and gatherers, and you're wandering in the forest and you find a mushroom, it looks really good, and you pop it in your mouth and you eat it, and then you start, things start getting weird, looking a little odd, your body will get nauseous and you'll get rid of the mushroom. You'll throw it up. And evolutionary biologists theorize this is why we have trouble with virtual reality and why the uncanny valley kind of makes us queasy is because it's as if we ate some bad mushrooms and life is dies kind of weird. And so maybe I should, whatever that was I ate, I should get rid of it. And a good portion of humans, if you put on those VR glasses that everybody, you know, everybody's all crazy about this virtual reality. I'm one of them. You put them on. I love it. It's fun. But after a while, about an hour sometimes, maybe only 15 minutes for my wife, about three seconds, you start going, I don't feel so good. And there's all these theories. Oh, you know, and they all come from the people who make this stuff. Oh, the frame rate is not. we got to increase the frame rate. we got to make it all the, you know, the... Uh, their latency, where you turn your head and then a millionth of a second later the screen turns. That's making you queasy. And then there's some people, the the the, the uh, optical people in the world who say, well, the, the real problem is your eyeballs are focusing on a distance right in front of them because that's where the screen is. Oh, my computer is getting upset at me for talking about this. I'm sorry. I apologize. Was that my coffee cup? <laughs> They get, they get angry, you know, if you talk to them. So where, where was Hi. Oh, boy. Uh, so <laughs> I'm in the uncanny valley right now. I feel like I should probably go go to take a break. So you're, you're, you, the other theory, the optical theory, is your eyes are, are focusing on the screen, but what you're seeing on the screen, the same thing happens with 3D movies. What you're seeing on the screen is not at the same convergence distance of your eyes, you're focusing on a plane distance and the mismatch between the convergence of your eyes as they're pointing in, slightly crossed looking at that screen, and what you think you're seeing, which is 50 feet away or 5 feet or 10 feet away, doesn't match, then your brain goes, uh-oh, you ate something bad, <laughs> something quick. That's, that's, I mean, it's hard to fix that. That's our biology. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do to fix that. But I imagine, but I can imagine someday we're going to get to that point where where uh, artificial intelligence is indistinguishable from real intelligence. Virtual reality is indistinguishable from real reality. I just don't want to be around for it. 8888-ASK-LEO. That's the phone number. It's bad enough my coffee cup's talking to me. Uh, back to the phones uh, we go. Let's see who's next. Larry in uh, Paul. Oh, no, I did Larry. I did, Larry. Let's go to Dr. Bird, Laguna Niguel. Hi, Dr. Bird. Hi, Leo. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? What's that? You're almost making me motion to sit talking. <laughs> just about talking it. about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I, it's this is just horrible. I mean. Have what, you ever used virtual reality? Have you ever tried it? 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We would throw up. Yeah, you probably would. Or at least you'd want to until you, so you, you rip them off. But then there's the other thing that happens after you use virtual reality. And the Air Force noticed this because they were used, they use it all the time in uh, simulator. They call it sim sickness. Yeah, the, they use that for the pilots. Yeah. They call it simulator sickness. And it can last as long as 24 hours where you're slightly disoriented. And the Air Force says... About 11% of the population should not drive a car for 24 hours after using a sim. Oh, I, I figure that's exactly right, because if you look at the motions of what yeah. your body goes through right. when you're driving a car right. versus what just your eyes are going through when you're using a simulator. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's neither here nor there, because I'm sure that's not what you called to talk about. Well, I'll tell you what, mushrooms? You're talking about mushrooms? <laughs> All mushrooms. I am... Highly allergic to mushrooms. Well, don't so. eat mushrooms, and that's... Oh, my God. Never have a pizza with mushrooms. Never. <laughs> See, I like that. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Well, me and you can... If we have a pizza, we... Well, you get half... Your half has no mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah. without mushrooms. What do you like instead of the mushrooms? I'll tell you. Sausage, uh, sausage and pepperoni. Mm. Sausage, pepperoni, and mm. um, onions. Mm. Uh, well, I don't know. Who needs mushrooms? You got that. Well, oh, boy. That's, that's better than mushrooms. Absolutely. <laughs> what can I do for you? Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's time for me to make out my bills as like everyone else does. I see my Cox communication bill to $186. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Uh, of course, now that's that's for TV. And Internet. Internet yeah. and telephone. Yeah. So, well, that's not so bad. I mean. It's not horrible. But I have got a, a piece of paper right here saying alternatives to cable TV. So do you have yes. any Yes, uh, but they all use Internet. So the first thing to ask Mr. Cox is, well, what's it going to cost if I don't do TV, but I just do Internet? And he said, well, that's going to cost you more. They raise the price, typically $10 over their Internet price if you get TV. And that's because, well, you're going to cost us all this revenue. So you got to add this up. So the, my, my preferred cable cutters, cord cutters, uh, television service is is YouTube TV from Google. Let me write that down here. YouTube yeah, YouTube TV. TV. There's plenty. There's PlayStation View. There's Slingbox TV. AT&T Direct has one called Direct TV Now. Uh, there's even some new ones coming up. Plex is going to do it. A lot of them. But my favorite right now is 35 bucks a month, YouTube TV. It gets the local station. So go there and see. Make sure. I'm, I'm sure it'll get your local stations. We get the LA stations probably. Okay. Now, Leo, about the YouTube TV. Is that having to use the satellite dish? No, it uses your internet. Good. All internet, all of these were what we call over-the-top services, internet-only services. You know, I have to take a break, but let me let me come back. Stay on the line if you if you can, Doctor Bird, uh, and and we'll explain why people call why we call you Doctor Bird because that's that's good too. But I, I'm going to talk about these over-the-top services and why it may not save you money, but it'll give you the good feeling of cutting the cord. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Dr. Bird in Laguna Niguel. Exactly. You're a, a wildlife photographer, as I remember. Absolutely. You bet, Leo. Take a lot of bird pictures. Oh, yeah. What are you shooting these days? What kind of camera? Well, I'm, I'm mainly using my 7D Mark II. 
I, I really like that camera the best, although I do, I, I do have a 1DX. Interesting. That's the top-of-the-line Canon. Oh, yeah. But well, Leo, let me put it to you this way. Yeah. When you're out at places like a wetland, like you, you've been to Bolsa Chica before, right? Yeah, you don't want to bring a $5,000 camera with you. <laughs> oh, no, I'll tell you. When you're at Bolsa Chica, yeah. and you have the turns flying overhead, yeah. 12 frames a second, Yeah. everything. You need it. That's where the 1DX comes in. Yep, you need it. My uh, my friend Scott Bourne, who's also a, a wildlife photographer, specializes in bald eagles. He's actually shooting, of all things, a Micro Four Thirds system, the Olympus OMD EM5 Mark II. And uh, he does it because it does something like 20 frames a second and has very fast focus. And yeah. he's, he's able to get some amazing shots. And I guess nowadays, you know, we always used to think as photographers, you want a bigger sensor. That's going to give you the most light collection. It's going to give you the most resolution. It's going to give you the best pictures. But the electronics has become so important that even the modern smartphones with tiny little sensors are able to do a pretty credible job. And, of course, a micro four-thirds sensor, which is smaller than the sensors on your 7D or 1DX, uh, still can deliver if it has the right electronics behind it. And I guess it does. It gets very, very crisp pictures. I'll tell you, Canon, I really wish they would listen they're, to photographers like me. They're falling behind. Well, what's happened here, if you look at the old 1D series, those used to have a 1.3 you know, sensor. And us bird photographers, we would love to see a 1DX with a 1.6 sensor. Oh, man. Because this way, see, you got to look at it this way. If you have a 500 millimeter lens, you put on a two times teleconverter. You're at a thousand millimeters with a one DX. You take that same combination. You get the crop factor. Five hundred millimeter yeah, with yeah. a two times on a seventy Mark II. Yeah. It's sixteen hundred millimeters. Right. Because a smaller, it's this is complicated, but just trust us. The smaller the sensor, the longer the lens. Absolutely. And hard, when you're doing those yeah. you ever have too big of a lens? Never. No way. <laughs> I brought my four hundred with me to the Galapagos, and it still wasn't enough. Absolutely. Yeah. I wanted more, more, more. Anyway, getting back to your question, Certainly. cord cutting. So I'm going to give you a term that you're going to hear a lot with cord cutting. It's called over the top. The idea is if you could get, for instance, HBO, a cable channel that you sure. get on your cable, if you could get it over the Internet, that would be called over the top, on top of the Internet, but not using the television part of the cable. Okay. So over the top is tricky because, well, HBO can do it. They, have, they offer HBO now. Uh, Showtime can do it. A few of the big, important cable channels can do it. But a lot of cable channels don't don't dare do it. They don't want to lose their relationships with their primary distribution, which is cable television. So it's still a mixed bag, but more and more uh, companies are doing it. YouTube TV is a pretty good example. Apple's been making noises about doing this uh, and others as well. That might be interesting, but I think uh, what's happening is they're having a hard time making the deals with the television networks and the television channels. People are now afraid of Apple because Apple basically destroyed the music industry with iTunes. Yep. So, uh, but YouTube is a, so if you go to tv.youtube.com, you can get a demo. They, the thing that I think is important, I, I suspect is important to you, most cord cutters is, well, I know I can get Netflix. I know I can get HBO go. I can get, you know, a lot of content, but I want, what if I want to watch the local news or the nightly news? What if I want to watch the Oscars or the Super Bowl stuff that's only on broadcast? How am I going to get that? If you're, if you've got a, if you're close enough to the city that you can point your antenna, you know, your, your rooftop antenna, then that's one way to do it. And probably the best way to do it. That's free. Well, where I live, Leo, I can't point anything because I got a hillside behind me. I can't either. Yeah. So for us, we need an internet solution, even for those locals. And YouTube, in most markets, when you go to tv.youtube.com, you can enter your zip code, and they'll tell you if they offer it. But for me, I'm too far away from San Francisco to get the San Francisco stations via an antenna, but I can watch them on YouTube for thirty-five dollars a month. Uh, so what that's is good. Joy on the, on 
from the Roku box. Yeah. A lot of people have mentioned that to me. What is what is that, and how does that work? So Roku is only it doesn't give you locals yet. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they did, but right now it's only internet television, like HBO, like Netflix that you you pay a subscription fee for, a monthly subscription fee for. So the Roku's free. Okay. Basically, it adds internet capability to your television set. Your TV, smart TVs, often have that capability, but usually I prefer an Apple TV or a Roku or some other hardware because they they just seem to do a better job than the stuff built into TVs. The software in the TVs isn't that good. Well, the YouTube that you mentioned, it seems like that seems to be the most logical. And you can put it on your Roku. So that's kind of cool. And Apple has not yet, but I think we'll soon offer it. Um, that's kind of cool. So it means you've got a Roku box. That's the one connected to the Internet, whether the wirelessly via Wi-Fi or connected via an Ethernet cable to your router. And that has – and you can add channels. So it has Netflix – if you want HBO, you can pay HBO. I think it's fifteen dollars. I am not a movie watcher. Okay, you don't care then. Um, DVR is important though. So YouTube has DVR, so okay. it has a very. I think the interface on the YouTube TV is the best. That's one of the reasons I prefer it. They're really, you got to look at what channels they offer and and see if it's got the channels you want. But if it has the channels you want, um, and and you're looking and you say, oh, I I want to I I don't I want to see this show, but I can't watch Criminal Minds. Let's say I can't watch that uh, this week. There's just a little plus button on it. You press it, and it's now added to your library. You can have up to five different users who can record shows. Um, you can watch them then once it's recorded at your leisure, just as if you had a physical DVR, but it's all being recorded at YouTube's side. Now, with the YouTube TV that you're talking about, it sounds like this one makes the most sense for me. Does that mean I have to have the computer on all the time? No. Or how does that work? No. The Roku becomes that. Okay, so I have... Let, let me write that down here. So combine Roku... Roku or anything that supports it. Right now, it's Roku. Um, I think you... Of course, Android TV. So the NVIDIA Shield TV would support it. Uh, I think Apple's planning to... I can't remember if they do it now or not. But so yeah, one of the, so you'll need a box, a smart TV box that connects to your internet, and that then you will add the app for YouTube TV, and suddenly that becomes your TV. So if I combine the Roku box with YouTube TV, now tell me how much is that going to cost me per month? Thirty-five dollars um, a month. Now plus okay, your internet access, and again you have to ask Mr. Cox how yep. much more is my internet access going to cost if I don't subscribe to television. And you'll see that it's that as, uh, as soon as oh you're not going to get our TV bundle well, well and so that's the the bottom line is if you add up the cost depends on what you want but if you add Netflix and HBO and then this it may end up costing you the same as your cable bill you may not save money but you do get the satisfaction of controlling it. Well, what I did do I did call Cox and I told them I want to drop the TV yeah I want to have just the internet yeah by itself. What do they say? Having just the internet, I'd be paying $60 a month. Yep, that's pretty typical. So you have to add that to the $35. Now it's $95. Probably not a savings. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. This portion of the tech guy show brought to you by those great folks at Epson. They keep doing it. They keep knocking it out of the park. 
like the Epson Fast Photo Scanner, the world's fastest photo scanner. It's fast and easy to use. You can scan thousands of photos as fast as one per second at 300 DPI. Restore, save, organize, share your collection with the Epson Fast Photo. I spent some more time with Dr. Bird. He t now, this is the key. If you're going to do this, if you're going to cut the cord, cut the cable, you're not really right because you're still using them for Internet. So that's 60 bucks probably, right? <laughs> Depending on how fast your you know, cable. And another thing to keep in mind is do they offer bandwidth caps? Because, for instance, my Comcast is limited at a terabyte. Uh, uh, of data a month. Well, if you watch TV every night, you'll go through a terabyte in, in a couple, three weeks. Then you have to pay more. So you got this is they'd make this as hard as possible. So you gotta you gotta get the internet only service from them. Find out what that costs, and then add one of these over the top services. And you'll need the hardware, whether it's a Roku or an Apple TV. You'll need the hardware that supports that service. He told me, and this is the calculus you're gonna have to go through. Oh, I said, what do you watch? He said, well, I watch Discovery and the Velocity Channel. Oh, well, my recommendation, YouTube TV is not gonna work for you because it doesn't have those channels. But there's a new service from Discovery called Philo that does. And actually, that's a pretty good deal. It's 16 bucks a month. If that's all you watch, that's a good deal. But it doesn't have locals, right? So you got you to work it all out. So we'll put in the show notes, we'll put a list of five or six of these. And there's more coming all the time, these over-the-top services. But what you'll need to do is a little homework. You'll need to go to each of their web pages to see if they have what you want. Then you do the math. And in most cases, it's my bet it's not going to save you money. The cable companies have known this was coming. So they're, they're, they've been slight, slowly ramping up the cost of Internet, preparing for the day when you're going to try to cut the cord. you got to do the math. 8888 to ask Leo the phone number. Jonathan's next. He's in Palmdale, California. Hi, Jonathan. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Very good, thank you. Much like Dr. Bird, I wanted to ask you about cutting the cord. Good. This is a good topic. Everybody's trying to do it. It's not worth it anymore. I'm paying $200 a month, and I don't even have any uh, premium stations. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, the, really, the best the best reason to cut the cord is to stick it to the man. You're right. <laughs> to tell the cable companies, Ugh. Enough is too much. Enough is enough. These guys are, yeah, 200 bucks a month, and you're not getting premium channels. And I'm not getting premium, premium channels. It's terrible. Right? What I would like to do is I want to I want to keep... My, I have an older smart TV. I'm thinking about buying a new one. Okay. I don't know. I'd like to have. I'd like to have the uh, local news. You, I didn't know about. So let me ask you: Can you put an antenna up and get the uh, local news? No, I'm Palmdale. So you don't you don't get any antenna any uh, over the air stations. No. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I get a, a laptop just to plug into to my TV so I can watch local news on my TV, or do the new smart TVs get that? Well, then, yeah, I mean, uh, so it, it really comes down to how your locals are doing it. If they're if they're streaming on the internet, can you watch them now on your on your laptop? On my laptop, yes, you can. So sometimes, what they do is, as long as you're watching on a computer, they're cool with it. But as soon as you try to put it on a TV, they go, "Oh no, no, no!" Now you're competing with us. So sometimes that's possible. It, you can, with most operating systems, put the contents of your laptop on the screen. Depends right. on so for Windows. You have to have your. You either have to your TV has to support uh, uh, the the technologies that Windows supports for broadcasting DLNA, and then there's a, a newer uh, technology that Microsoft promotes, and I've forgotten the name of it that lets you put it up on the TV. On Macintosh, you've got AirPlay. Uh, if you have a Chrome browser and a physical Chromecast device, you plug the Chromecast device into your TV, 
and then you can take the screen, the browser, and play it to the TV. That's often not very good. Miracast, thank you. That's the uh, the Miracast, M-I-R-A cast, is the new Windows technology. It's really just a kind of DLNA plus. I'm currently using Roku. Roku. So what you want to do is you want to search the Roku database of channels, and there's official ones and unofficial ones, and see if you can get the channels that you want on the Roku, because oh. that would be the best way to do it. Then you don't have to have a computer at all, right? Right. You just plug the Roku into the TV. The Roku, you know what? That's what. Uh, by the way, a Roku is just a computer that's always on, but it's you know kind of a specialized TV computer. Right next to your TV. Right next to your TV, and again, you know, it can give you good quality output and blah blah blah. But you have to have enough bandwidth. So that is certainly where maybe where you should start is to see what you can get on your Roku. And by the way, many of the over-the-top services I described, like Sony PlayStation right. View, will also be available as Roku channels. Plex and, is and another. And the YouTube TV that you recommend, I can get local stations with. Yes, but again, you should check. And you can do that on your computer by going to tv.youtube.com, and they'll ask your location, and they'll tell you. I'm on it right now. That's 35 bucks. But again, if, if you happen to want, want to watch a certain cable channel, like our last caller, Dr. Bird, wanted to watch Velocity, well, good I luck. Like <laughs> good luck. I, I like Velocity. Velocity's not on YouTube, it's, but it is on Philo. So they, they, it's, it's not like they're conspiring, because that would be illegal. But it feels like there, there's a conspiracy to keep you from, at least not to make this too easy. And in a way, there is a conspiracy. They don't want to make it too easy because the cable companies are very powerful. They, you know, Comcast and Spectrum and uh, Time Warner and, and Cox and all these guys. They really Verizon and AT and T. They don't want to lose this revenue stream. You're sure you're a gold you're a gold mine. I know, and I don't want to be anymore. Yeah. In general, your local stations don't like this either. <laughs> so that's why Apple, for instance, which wants to do this, Apple would be a natural one on the Apple TV, but the local stations won't even take their, their calls. They say, no, we're not going to do it with you. We're afraid of losing our business. It used to be, remember, locals, it used to be, and it is if you have an antenna, but nobody does anymore, free, and they, they, they make money with advertising, right? But then they, but what happened is the cable company started carrying them, and they would get extra money from the cable company. Now they're dependent on the extra money from the cable company plus the advertising, and they're not willing to annoy the cable company. They don't want to lose that that must-carry fee. So, really? yeah, well, or, yeah, I hate to ascribe greed to just good, common, old-fashioned American capitalism. That's, Isn't it the same thing? Well, maybe. <laughs> that would be a value judgment for you to make, but uh, it ends up often looking the same, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So well, they're going to try to get as, – let's put it this way. They're trying to extract as much money out of you as possible. And if there's no other choice, they'll go, okay, reluctantly, all right, all right, all right. You want to get it on the internet, we're going to figure out a way to do it. But they'll end up, I predict, getting as much money out of you as possible. One more quick question, if I may. Yes. I'm in the market for a newer smart TV. My smart TV is about six years old, and it's pretty dumb. I personally don't like smart TVs. The TV manufacturers don't keep them up to date. Their software usually isn't very good. I prefer to take a – if I could buy a dumb TV, I would. Nobody sells them anymore. And plug a Roku into it, smartening it. But Roku is keeping their stuff up to date, right? I'm looking at a TCL TV that I has love, Roku built I love the tickles, and that is one good way to go to do that. Roku's making – in fact, their stock went through the roof last week because they announced more deals with television companies to put Roku in the TV. If you're going to – that's the way to do a smart TV. I agree with you because Roku will keep it up to date. But my question is, is the TCL brand decent quality? I, I leave it yes. on. Yes. I was saying, I want yeah. To They're cheap and fine. They're basically, this is this is these are Chinese companies. Uh, Roku, Xiaomi, I mean, uh, TCL, Xiaomi, uh, Huawei. They're Chinese companies trying to get into the market. So they're offering very competitive prices. They're doing what the Korean companies did 10 years ago, putting the Japanese companies out of business. Now the Chinese companies want to put the Korean companies out of business. Leo Laporte, the tech guy. 5,000 K-cups already. <laughs> uh, I'm taking about 100 a day. <laughs>
But look, look at the back wall now. You, you, you've been building. Dennis has built you some shelves, and you've got basically. A, a mini mad museum behind it. Uh, that is exactly right. That is exactly right. And, and John Ficarra, the editor, uh, I had put this online and he said, come into my office. He said, I have a ton of stuff. Oh. I have no museum at home. He said, come here, bring a shopping oh. bag. You know, you've yeah, got to so get, great. you showed me and I, uh, many years ago, I took my daughter uh, for tour on Madison Avenue. Yeah, uh, you and Abby. Yeah. Abby loved it. She was a big mad fan. And there you have those big drawers where the original artwork for uh, for the covers, uh, yes. Mingo's covers, and I think you also had the foldouts, right? Jaffe's foldouts. Yes, exactly. Now, when when Warner took over, all that stuff went back to the artists. Oh, oh, well, I that's know. good. At least they had. No, it. no, no, absolutely, absolutely. So because those were beautiful yeah. to see those. Because I don't know if people know this, but those covers uh, and and the foldouts are painted. With, with acrylics or oil. I mean, they're paintings. Yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah, no no computer-generated stuff. They're gorgeous. No, no. I mean, the, the, the artists, you know, don't, don't get paid a lot. So the great thing was they could, they're they not allowed these. to reprint it. Yes, but they can sell it. Oh, I would buy an original. Yeah. Oh, man. And certainly Steven Spielberg uh, and yeah. Lucas yeah, yeah. bought almost all their covers. Yeah. See, I, I'm not in that ballpark. <laughs> do, they, do they have anything cheap? <laughs> so Dick joins us not to talk about Mad Magazine, although no. we, we often do because I'm such a fan, but uh, to, to talk about a gadget or a gizmo. That's what we call uh, the gizwiz. He's our gizmo wizard. Yeah. Yes. So, Leo, I had a demo of this this past week. Do you know about the Coravin gadget? Oh, we own several. Oh, okay. I, I you know, love them. This woman was, and I said, oh my gosh, show me how this works because I have a fan, uh, a, a wino, a, a wine fan. <laughs> we don't call them winos. No, a wine fan. We call them oh, drunks. Yes, yeah. yes. And she said, well, well, are you a wine connoisseur? I said, I know that the red wine is darker than the white. <laughs> I said, that's about the extent of it. Oh, so anyway, so she, she says, all right, you're not going to know the taste since you're not a real wine connoisseur. But we opened this bottle a year ago. Wow. And we brought it here to the demonstration to show you that you take a Coravin. You don't actually you, open the bottle. That's no, what's you cool don't about open it. it. You tap it with a little needle. Exactly. And the needle goes in, and then they pour the wine through the needle. Right. And then when you take the needle out, the cork uh, from its natural— Seals right uh, back up. It, it closes the hole. And then she showed me that the bottle didn't spill. And then I said, you know— I, this is going to embarrass me, but almost all the wine I have is a screw-off cork. No, screw this will not be good for you. No. No, Leo, they make what? screw-on oh, cork adapters. Oh, I didn't know that. So they come with little nitrogen canisters. So the way it pumps the wine out is not with oxygen, which would oxidize the wine, but the inert gas yeah, goes uh, in there. I think she said it was argon gas. Oh, yeah, right? not nitrogen. Yeah. Argon, yeah, which yeah. is an inert gas. And so that keeps the that keeps the wine from in any way being modified. So if you have an expensive bottle, sometimes if you go to a fancy restaurant, they'll use a Coravin to uh, to tap it. Uh, I remember we went to Joel Rubichon in uh, Vegas, and we were having sips of $2,000 bottles of wine. And, of course, they don't want to open that bottle. Yeah. So they just use the Coravin, and you pour a glass, and it's amazing. And so that's what we do at home with our with $5 tipple. <laughs> yeah. Well, she told me. She said, yeah. I said, you know, has this been around a while? She said, it's been around for a, a fair amount of time. Oh, yeah, we love Mainly at very high-end restaurants right. where they, exactly that. They want to, or where people who have a vast wine collection and they don't want to open a $50 bottle of wine for two people, or you want to test a bunch of wines, you can pour a glass out of each and then this will let yep. it uh, reseal itself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm really? not a huge wine drinker, but we have, when we bought our house, we got a, uh, a wine cellar, and I thought, well, I got all this room. I should put wine in there. So, <laughs> I, 
So we got wine and we have Coravan and that's what I'll do. I'll go in there and I'll tap a little bit. It's great. It's awesome. Lisa's a big Coravan fan because uh, oh, she, she likes a little glass of wine once in a while. So it's great. If you don't, that's the thing is, is, you know, if you're a drunk, you would open the bottle and just drink it all. But yeah. if you just want a little bit of wine, it's hard because once you open the bottle, it's going to go bad quickly. So exactly. I love it. So I'm with you on the Coravan. That's great. Yeah. No, I think it's a great idea. So that bottle of wine we sent you for the holidays, you probably should, we should get you something different. How about uh, some hot yeah. chocolate? <laughs> that's good that's okay good. yeah no i already tried the wine i i, I don't have a core i did a, a nail and a screwdriver and uh and, and, du right. and duct tape yeah it, just yeah. tape it right up uh, yeah right so you said it's, it's, it starts at one starts at 199 99 exactly wow that's not bad i thought it was a little more expensive than that yeah, they've come out with like a, a plasticized model for ah uh, yes so we don't have that yeah you uh you have <laughs> the, the ridiculously <laughs> expensive oh and by the way you then have to subscribe to the argon cartridges and if you have here's a little tip they're about $5, They're right? not bad. But if you have a teenager yeah. who thinks it's hysterical to go press the button and watch the argon gas escape, it's going to cost you. Oh, For okay. a while, Lisa was going, why are all these cartridges empty? Oh. Michael! Anyway, we got him to stop doing that. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. My friend Dick D. Bartolo is at gizwiz.biz. Information about the Coravan and all the products he mentions, not just in this show, but World News Now and all the other places he makes appearances, uh, is at that website, giz.biz. I'm sorry, G-I-Z-W-I-Z dot B-I-Z. Put the dot in between the whiz and the biz. So it's gizwiz dot biz. You can also go to gizwiz.tv to watch his podcast. And for whatever reason, this is the last time you can get an autographed copy of Mad Magazine in the What the Heck Is It contest. So by all means, go to gizwiz.biz and click the What the Heck Is It. Identify a close-up of a gadget or a gizmo. And does that end at the end of December or November? Uh, it's going to end uh, December, the middle of December. Middle of December. December 17th, so I'll have enough time. The mailroom closes December 20th. So I'll be able to oh, run you, in, grab magazines, and send them you're, out. You're cutting, it, you're cutting it right to the... I'm cutting it close. Yeah, I'm yeah. cutting I want to get everything I can get out of that building before they seal it up. Good news. Thank you, Dickie D. Always okay, buddy, take care. Wisdom, okay. And we should say, because every time I mention this, people say, well, does this mean Dick's not writing for men? No, no, you're going to keep going. Yes, they, they, they have come to New York and said, you know, you've been in every issue for 51 years. Wow. We want you to continue. As they should. It wouldn't be Mad Magazine <laughs> without Mad's maddest writer, Dick D. Bartella. Thank you, Dickie D. Thank you, buddy. Take uh, care. Have a great Thanksgiving. Are you doing the uh, your famous World Pineapple famous? Upside Down? You cake? are. I am. I am. I am. You took a couple of years off. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. No, I'm back. <laughs> and so is the Pineapple <laughs> Upside Down cake. And so is the <laughs> Thank you, Dick. Okay, buddy. Take care. Our Bye. show today brought to you by those great folks at Carbonite. It's not your grandpa's Carbonite anymore. Carbonite Backup has evolved at an amazing rate. That with business solutions as well as consumer backup, uh, we we love Carbonite. I've used them for years. My everybody in my family has used them. We use them in our business. And as your business grows, you're going to want to know about Carbonite's business backup solutions. Protect your data not only from human error, acts of God like fires and flood, but from ransomware and malware. Some really amazing things going on at Carbonite. They now serve a growing roster of companies requiring more robust data protection solutions like, well, they have the eVault now, which gives you on-premises backup plus Carbonite's cloud backup, the double-take technologies. They've got data recovery as a service with local cloud and hybrid backup options. They even offer data migration services. You can move from cloud to cloud using Carbonite so you never have the lock-in. I can go on, on, and on, and on, but I want you to go to Carbonite.com and learn more about their great new data protection Products for business. That's why I call them the data protection experts. Carbonite. You got to back it up to get it back. Do it right. Carbonite.com. Out of time, but thanks to Michael Cozio, our musical director, for playing such great music all day. Kim Schaffer for getting your phone calls on the air. I appreciate it. And I most of all want to thank you for listening. We will be back next time. With more great geek stuff. 
Don't forget the website, techguylabs.com. That's where you can find answers to all the questions, free and available. I'm Leo Laporte, the Tech Guy. Have a great geek week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.